0: Welcome to today on Broadway for Wednesday, February twenty second, two thousand twenty three. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini.
1: and I'm Arts and Culture Editor Ashley Steves. Ashley, Matt. today,
0: today, what well, Tuesday? Today. As we are recording, yeah.
1: Yesterday, yesterday,
0: got, got a little spooky. Got spooky a little spooky. Yeah, got a little spooky here in these Broadway streets, Extreme. which we will get to here in a second. Yeah, like some creepy ass videos out there. We'll get to that. <laughs> Um, but before we do, we wanted to welcome everybody back to Today on Broadway. We obviously have been off for the last couple days around the President's Day holiday,
1: but... It's been so nice. No offense to all y'all, but it was was nice.
0: (laughs) I mean, offense to me, but not to the listeners. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. But we had some great interviews My latest uh, interview with the great Rupert Holmes Came out on Monday His new book uh, Murder Your Employers The McMaster's Guide to Homicide Volume 1 Was released on Tuesday Yesterday or today as we're recording If you're listening to this on Patreon It is out now It is great It is fun It is weird It is quirky It is everything you want From the person who wrote The Mystery of Edwin Drood Like it it fits in the genre Of all of his murder based things You had not only Druid, but you had curtains, you have accomplice, you have um, well, there's one other play that I can't think of off the top of my head But he writes a lot about murder, which we get into yeah. Because he seems like such a nice guy But that's in that episode And then on Tuesday, Grace spoke with the great Christine Petty Who is currently starring in um, The Rewards of Being Frank Which is a uh, sequel to The Importance of Being Earnest She's playing, playing Lady Bracknell. She's currently doing it in Cincinnati But it will be coming to New York in early March um, Not only is, is Christine like one of the best mimics to ever like do the divas Truly, of Broadway yeah. from Forbidden Broadway, but she's also been in um, in Chicago on Broadway, and she's one of the voices of Sirius XM, uh, and it's on Broadway Channel. This, as Christine talks about, is probably going to be the last time she ever appears on stage. Her eyesight is diminishing considerably to now mm. she walks with a cane, so she's excited to do this show both in Cincinnati and in New York, but it will probably be the last time she ever appears on stage in like a, in a show oh, proper. That's... So she talks about that with Grace. But yeah, it said that I was sad to hear that.
1: Yeah, too bad. For sure. She's a, an exceptional performer.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So if you want to hear all of those things, of course, you want to hear all of our interviews. I have one coming up with uh, Samantha Polly from Six. Uh, I've already recorded that one. And on Tuesday night, after we record, I'm heading out to Vero Beach to see uh, the comedy of Tenors at the Vero Beach's um, Riverside Theater, which is starring Jen Cody. So I will be talking with Jen Cody after I see the show. Uh, And she's always a delight no matter what she is doing. So we will have a lot more interviews if you want to hear those and every episode of Broadway Radio before you can hear it anywhere else. Head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. All right, Ashley, this was news that I knew a little bit about. I actually texted you and Grace about it on Monday, I guess. Like, hey, this is getting announced. Um, I don't know a lot of details, but it was confirmed on Tuesday at noon with a press release, we are getting another show coming to Broadway in the coming months that is not going to be part of the 2022-2023 season. Yeah, because we've got a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> instead, a new show called Gray House will be the first production to open during the 23-2024 season. It will be the New York premiere of this show that originally had its its world premiere in Chicago in 2019. It'll be directed... By two-time Tony Award winner Joe Mantello, and it will star, get ready for this, two-time Tony winner Lori Metcalf. Yes. Emmy Award winner Tatiana Maslany. Emmy Award nominee Paul Sparks. Uh Broadway and Netflix star Sophia Ann Caruso. And Critics' Choice Award nominee Millicent Simmons. This show is legitimately considered a horror play. And if you watch this creepy ass teaser video that they put out, you will know that this is very much in the little girl, scary, uh supernaturally world. I don't know if that has anything to do with how it like it'll look when it's on stage, but that video looks like it could be from like the sequel to Heredity or uh or any of those horror things that I don't watch. But here (laughs) is the information. yeah, here's the official plot description. When a couple crashes their car in the mountains, they seek shelter in an isolated cabin. Its inhabitants, though somewhat unusual, are eager to make their guests feel right at home. But as the blizzard outside rages on and one night turns into several, the couple becomes less and less sure of what's true about their hosts, themselves, and why that sound in the walls keeps getting louder. I love it. Which is terrifying. It's Um,
1: terrifying. And from that description, I am, I can't think of something that I've been so excited about from like a uh, sound design perspective. Yeah. 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 That's a very good point.
0: (laughs) Um, interestingly enough, uh, Millicent Simmons, who is the only one of these people that I had not heard of before, um, she was in the the movie A Quiet Place, which I didn't realize. So like that kind of really fits with like the horror and sound uh, related things. Uh, I did see that movie. That movie was great.
1: Oh, there you go. I would have expected that you hadn't. Um, but yeah, part one no. and part two. And I did not I see part that. Two. She was- I haven't yet either. Um, but seeing her name on the press release made me very happy for that reason because already has been in the horror genre. Also is deaf. So I'm curious to see how that's going to oh. affect like the sound design and everything as well.
0: Very cool. I did not realize that. Very cool. Uh, So this show will begin performances on Saturday, April 29th at the Lyceum Theater before an official opening on May 30th. What I think is interesting about this, Ashley, is that this is not a limited run. This is, at least as they have billed it, they have not put anything on the press release about this being – a 14 week run or, you know, whatever. Who knows how long Tatiana Maslani and Laurie Metcalf have to do this show if they plan on doing sure. it for a year, if they plan on doing it for six months. But it sounds like if this goes well, I think this could be a show that kind of rotates through some stars because it is so different from what yeah, we normally see on Broadway. Um so what's interesting about this is With this, we now know that the Lyceum will be filled before summer starts. That means there is only one theater currently available on Broadway in the spring or summer, barring any other Changes, obviously, and that is the Circle in the Square Theater. There was supposed to be a show in the Circle Mm, in the Square Theater, which we had teased about, um, coming from Classic Stage Company and starring Jim Parsons. Um, that is not happening. So that is the only (laughs) one, um, that will be open. We know the Majestic is technically not going to have a tenant when Phantom of the Opera closes on April 16th, but they have already talked about the fact that they want to do some renovations there and the Palace Theater is still going under renovation, undergoing renovations. A
1: horror, a horror play in Circle in the Square.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. Um, but between – so we've got that. That means like Broadway theaters are as filled as they have been in a long, long time. And again, this is another show, as we have pointed out many times, that is opening over the summer. And again, these things happen fairly regularly from uh, not-for-profit theaters. You and Grace talked about Cottage, which is going to the second stage as right. Hayes Theater. So that makes sense. But we also have Here Lies Love, Once Upon a One More Time, Back to the Future – um, and obviously, uh, Grey House, and I feel like I might be missing one more, but oh, and there's some roundabout stuff coming as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of things happening over the summer and, and I'm excited about that, especially because I'm not coming up until mid-May, <laughs> at least as of now. <laughs> yeah. So some really good things for me to, to, to check out, but yeah,
1: definitely. I'm excited
0: about this. Lori Metcalf back on Broadway, obviously working with Joe oh, Tello, which so she has done thrilled. many times.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like every season needs to have Lori Metcalf in and, uh, and you know, we skipped a season here, but I'm glad we're back on track. It's really interesting the summer, like, kind of summer season that New York is having, as you mentioned. And a lot of these make sense as far as, like, the Britney Spears musical, as far as Back to the Future, because they time really well for touriz- tourism season. I think this works really well, too, because, especially because of, like, not necessarily a resurgence in horror on the screen, but it's certainly popular at the moment with, like, Last of Us and kind of. Oh, yeah diving into you know that is a quote unquote zombie show but it's a very different kind of show there was literally show.
0: There's been like two zombies in the last. uh yeah. in, not, not, not in episode six and episode four. Like I think we barely saw any zombies. Episode five, there's a lot of zombies. Sure, um, but that's
1: oh yeah, there's a lot of zombies. A lot of zombies. <laughs> a lot. But, lot, but no, no zombies spoilers. in episode
0: six at all. No, no zombies that. in episode six. No okay, spoiler no spoilers. Yeah, thank you it's very great. much. It's really, really good. <laughs> so episode six is great.
1: Always an episode so, behind. That's um, your fault. By now, truly. But that's the thing. Like I, that's kind of something that exists a little bit outside of the horror genre. Genre while still being within the horror genre, like kind of redefining what people see that to look like. And I think something on stage can kind of do that as well. And also bouncing off that quote, unquote, resurgence of what we're seeing now. Um And as you mentioned, I, I think you're right. I think I don't think Lori Metcalf would stay in for like a year or anything. She's a very busy woman. So is Tatiana. So is really everybody in this cast. Um, yeah, but that does because it, you know, at least from the description makes it sound like it's more uh, more written for what you would see on the screen. And this was supposed to be a movie at some point, I think right after its original premiere, it got the the rights got option, it was supposed Mm. to be turned into a film, never ended up happening. So now it's on the stage in New York, and might end up again on the film in that way, um to get more of a boost behind it. But because of that and the way that it sounds like it's written, it opens the door up for more of these big name screen stars. More than anything else, I think it could have a really healthy run if it's good.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm very excited about it. Um, and again, I will have the link to that creepy ass teaser in uh, the show notes. <laughs> yeah, to check it, it out. It
1: really is. They did a great it's job creepy. with that.
0: Yeah, very creepy. Uh, all right. So I'm going to run through this week's theatrical schedule. Obviously, normally we do this on Monday's episode. This is Wednesday's episode. We haven't had an episode since then, but there is still stuff to talk about, including things that happened on Tuesday night that we have to talk about. First and foremost is the first Broadway performances or performance of the revival of Parade that is happening at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater. Obviously, this show is one that we have talked about many, many times before. Oh, an yeah. incredible cast highlighted by Ben Platt it. and Mac- uh, that would be me. Uh, ben Platt and Michaela Diamond, but also other great folks in there, including Kelly Barrett, who is joining the production, having not been a part of the Encore's production. Um, but really great stuff. Um, Eddie Cooper, uh, Manuel Felsiano, J. Armstrong Johnson, Sean Allen, Krill, Douglas Lyon, Howard McGillen, Paul Alexander Nolan, uh, Jake Peterson, uh, and, and so many others. Um, this one is currently set to be a limited run through August 6th. I, I kind of think it's going to do really well, but we will have to wait and see how it does. Sure. Um, also opening on Tuesday night is Signature Theatre's production of Samuel D. Hunter's A Bright New Boise, directed by Oliver Butler. This is the off-Broadway premiere. Um, uh, Hunter is having a little bit of a moment right now with the film adaptation of his play The Whale being in consideration for some Academy Awards, and especially with Brendan Fraser uh, uh, portraying the main character in Darren Aronofsky's Adaptation. This one is currently set to run through March 12th. Then happening on Wednesday, tonight or tomorrow, depending on when you're hearing this, uh, the New York Theatre Workshop will have its first preview performances of the new play How to Defend Yourself, which is written by Liliana Padilla and co-directed by Padilla, Steph, Paul, and the phenomenal Rachel Chavkin. Um, This is one that I know both you and Grace are really excited to see. It is currently scheduled to run through April 2nd. On Thursday, the 23rd, uh, out in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Academy of Music at BAM will be the opening night for the sign in Sidney Brewstein's Window, which is obviously by the legendary Lorraine Hansberry and stars two of the best stage and screen people that we have treading the boards regularly, Oscar Isaac and Rachel Brosnahan. It is directed by Anne Kaufman. This one is currently scheduled to run through March 24th. I have not checked because I'm not going to be in town, but... Yeah. There can't be any tickets available for I this, right? I can't
1: imagine. And I haven't contacted them yet either because I'm not anticipating them to say yes to comps. I really want to see it. But yeah, I, I will be very surprised if there's many tickets left on Oscar Isaac alone.
0: I'm telling you, I'm clicking right now. There are tickets. There are shows that say tickets are unavailable, but that there's only like five the rest of them have tickets available
1: surprising i wonder i'm shocked by that i wonder i wonder where they're based though
0: yeah they could be not good seats but um, there are tickets available if you want to get in the door and see and
1: bam if you don't have
0: good seats i've never been there i've never been there at all
1: i love bam i think the last time i was in bam was up in the balcony and that may be the worst balcony in new york Okay. Love you, The ben, Hudson's but not great. Oof. The
0: Hudson's not a great balcony either. But yeah, uh, we yeah, but back it's to that at later. least
1: comfortable and renovated. And that's true. Oof, 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 yeah. oof. <laughs>
0: um, on Saturday, off Broadway at the Manette Lane Theater, Audible Theater will present the final performance of Lucy, which ran for just five weeks. Uh, again, closing on February twenty fifth. It is written and directed by Erica Schmidt. And stars Brooke Bloom and Lynn Collins. We've talked about this one. So check that out before Saturday if you want. And then, Ashley, I don't know yes. if you've heard about this show coming. It'll have its first performances um, yeah. on Sunday. I This mm. might have flown under your radar. Okay. And it's happening at the Lunt Hand Theater. It is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of oh, Fleet Street.
1: right. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, I certainly May- don't have three tabs open about it right now. Yeah, yeah certainly <laughs> not. Not at all.
0: Um, no. <laughs> starring Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford um this one is going to be one of the highlights of the season along with uh parade actually it's a nice way to kind of book in this week yeah when you have uh, two great revivals um the also two in that are company.
1: probably going to be fighting against each other f- at the tonys i mean
0: no no disrespect to camelot uh but that is correct no so
1: we're talking about the most anticipated revivals here yeah,
0: so Anneli Ashford, Josh Groban, uh, Maria Bilboa, who is making her Broadway debut as Joanna, Nicholas Christopher as Pirelli. We also have Jordan Fisher as Anthony. Okay, let me ask this question, Sondheim person. Uh-huh. We like he's often Anthony, yeah. but like in the show, Sweeney definitely calls him Anthony. Yeah. So what what are we doing with the H in his name?
1: It's uh, just a matter of pronunciation, as far okay. as like who's leading the cast, where the performance is actually taking place, really. But yeah. Okay.
0: I like Antony better. Maybe it's my Italian I'll, background.
1: Maybe. That's very possible. Yeah. Could
0: be. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Fisher is in there. Also, of course, Gaten Metarazzo is playing Tobias, and the incredible Ruthie Ann Miles will play the beggar woman and somebody else. No spoilers um about who the beggar woman is mm. so you know teaser if
1: you, yeah if you know you know if, you, if you've never seen CD, right.
0: <laughs> i mean spoiler alert so yeah. <laughs> uh, all right moving on to some other real quick news it was announced on tuesday that john cardoza will take over the role of christian in the north american tour of moulin rouge beginning on march 23rd in dallas texas he will um uh Take over the part. He's he's had a really interesting run of out of town tryouts and shows that I feel like are probably coming to New York at least once, um, or at least one of them is. Ooh. So I'm a little surprised that he's jumping on this tour. But he first played Daniel LaRusso in the world premiere of the Karate Kid musical. But that's the one I'm not so sure about coming to Broadway. The one that I I think is coming to Broadway and probably fairly soon is the musical adaptation of The Notebook, in which he played young Noah. Oh, yeah.
1: Noah. Right. So I, I'm a
0: little bit surprised about that, but nonetheless, good for him getting to lead a uh, uh, a national tour. But Absolutely. So we'll see what happens from that. Also, it was confirmed last week that Tina Fey and Tim Meadows will be reprising their roles from the original Mean Girls movie in the upcoming Paramount Plus movie musical adaptation. Um, obviously, they will be doing this, I th- think probably a little differently than they did it on stage where it was just one woman playing all of the adult female roles because I don't think Tina Fey is is going to do that it also doesn't make as much sense on on film uh, right. so I'm guessing she's gonna play uh, mrs What is it Norberry Miss Norberry that sounds um, like right. she yeah. did in the film so uh, so that's great I'm excited about that that should be fun And then also it was announced on Tuesday that the Off-Broadway Alliance will again sponsor 20 at 20, which is its biannual celebration of Off-Broadway in which you can get $20 tickets to participating Off-Broadway plays and musicals 20 minutes before curtain. It'll run from March 20th through April 9th. And so basically you can get information at www.20at20.com, the number 20at20.com and sign up for alerts about participating shows and when they're available. And you can kind of go and see these shows super cheap that you might not otherwise have the opportunity to. So between this Broadway week off Broadway week, lots of really great ways early in the year to, uh, uh to check out some theater that is, you know, sometimes cost prohibitive for folks who might not, have the opportunity to pay a 100 bucks or so for for shows. So excited about that.
1: And as someone who's incredibly impulsive and indecisive, I like that deal a lot. I know, right? Shocking news here on Broadway Radio.
0: Never would have believed. Never believed. All right. So real quick, um, Ashley, let me ask you a question that I believe you know the answer to. Okay. What is Stephen Sondheim's favorite song that he ever wrote?
1: I think it's Chrysanthemum Tea from Pacific Overtures. And I'm going to have to double check because I do believe he's spoken about loving Someone in a Tree yeah. as well.
0: Someone in a Tree, where two witnesses describe negotiations between the Japanese and Americans, was Sondheim's favorite song out of everything he'd written. And the sources for that are the Oxford University Press. I'll take so, it. So I'll That's take fine. it. might have He might have changed it over time. Uh, so he might have said chrysanthemum tea later, but at it's some point possible. he had said that.
1: It's very possible. And I know that I've read Someone in a Tree was his favorite song at some point. And then I feel like someone corrected me about that. And said it was chrysanthemum tea. And I probably put that in my head. But maybe he also said it was chrysanthemum tea at some point. Everything yeah. from Pacific could, Overtures rules. So so
0: the Signature Theater in Washington, D.C. will be presenting a production of Stephen Sondheim and John Weidman's musical Pacific Overtures coming up in March. It'll start March 7th and run through April 9th. And they released a music video of the cast singing Someone in a Tree, which is uh, fantastic. So uh, I will have that. Five that is your of mine. field. Easily. Is it? Very good.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Easily. I could probably rank them, but I won't. But that's top three or top five for sure
0: all right that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on Broadway follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley where
1: can people find you these days you can find me on Instagram at no this is Ashley
0: all right everybody have a wonderful hump day and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow